When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Cyclone Fanatic podcast is fueled by our friends at Cody Road. Of course, we present every show to you via the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Studio. And Williams and Bloom is brought to you exclusively by our friends at MechDine and the MechDine Corporation. Check them out at MechDine.com today. Are you a New Year's resolution person? You know, are you that guy where you're like, oh, I just hate my life. I hate my job. I'm going to drop 50 pounds. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then it never, I'm telling you, you probably should get a new job. That's a good place to start. It actually does help. If you work for a bad company that doesn't value its employees. You'd be surprised how much it can help. Yes. Your whole outlook on life will be it's a, better. It's a fact. And that's why we would encourage you to check out MechDine.com today and go to the careers page. We love this company. So much so that we're like honorary employees. We get to go to their socials now. We see the benefits, Clover. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we'll take those benefits. <laughs> Whatever you guys got there. But I know they're, I know that they're good because they treat their employees right. well. All right. Uh, the podcast is presented by MacDyne. We have a loaded show today. This There's so much to get to. Uh, just so you know, we are having a, a uh, corner three coming up, which should air on Tuesday to kind of preview everything. Billy Finley will be with me. Nate Schmidt will be with Jared Stansbury, and we'll do a lot of the Iowa stuff Hawk. coming up on that. That's coming up this week. But today's show, uh, obviously we have to talk about the football mix-up, Tom Manning and Dave Andrews being let go. The basketball team routes St. John's. We've got the college football playoff, TCU in the mix for the Big 12, and more. That is all coming up here on the Williams and Bloom Sunday Night Podcast. Uh, hold on. You need to check this out. Oh, boy. You ever heard of these guys? I don't know. what it, what it, what, where are, Who are these guys? They're Russians. Of course. Oh, this is the... Is that orchestra? Yeah, the orchestra. The trans Trans-Siberian Orchestra or whatever. This is like Christmas music for crackheads. Have you ever heard these guys? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everybody has heard of these guys. I'm we'll driving see, around we'll the see. other night. Trans-Siberian Orchestra, right? Yeah, they're the Russians. Yeah. They're that Russian orchestra. Everybody's heard of these guys. I feel like... You're sitting out there, putting up your Christmas lights, and you're just waiting for 
Uh, Santa and his bloody beard. To peek around the corner with an axe. This is terrifying music. I guess it is kind of terrifying for kids. It's horrible. I'd prefer Mariah. That's better. That's better. Is this them? You can do this. This is called... This song, this current thing that we're listening to is called A Mad Russian's Christmas. Now we're going to listen to Christmas Eve in Sarajevo. Okay. Okay. Oh, we got a peacock ad. Hold on. Hold on. Playing this off of YouTube. We're ripping it off of YouTube. Yeah, this is the popular one. Absolutely. I guess they're better than that Mannheim steam crap. I had yeah, to go watch good, that that's garbage. That's a good question. Is it Mannheim or Trans-Siberian Orchestra? Now, these guys are like a much better they're version better. of them. They're the TCU version. <laughs> so if, these, these if are they're the TCU, Tennessee. the Mannheim steamroller, what's that, Kansas? Or Tennessee, I would say. A lot of hype. I don't know. It's just Then you lose by two touchdowns. I'm starting to just get... I'm becoming the guy. Like, I hate all the Christmas commercials. It, yeah, I'm when, just like... When you get old enough, you realize what we're doing here. Yeah. We're trying to make money. This is all an economic <laughs> boost. It is. It is. Which, once you realize it, the better you are. But it works on kids. It really does. Oh. My my little Cammy man, like, she is... Marketing works on her. Yeah. She's one commercial in the hawk. I need that! My kids will take the, uh, the Christmas catalogs. That's how I get them in the car these days. <laughs> you tell them that they can look at the <laughs> look at the catalog. Just get in the car, so we can go to daycare. I'll let you read the Amazon catalog. I don't even care. Just get in the car. Bribery oh at its God. finest. And then it's a struggle once they get to daycare. But at least I got them in the car. Why they don't want to go to daycare? Well, they want to read the catalog. I was like, well, oh. you can't bring the catalog to school. <laughs> I like your your kids are old school. The print edition they of the They literally like flip through the catalogs. It's great. I was like, yeah, I want the Peppa Pig one. Yeah, good for them. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, I want to tell a story, but I just don't know the age of ears that are listening, so I probably better not before we get it. I'm probably not going to do it. Well, you went to the tree farm today. I did go to the tree farm. And, and you, you, you saw Santa, right? I did see Santa. Yeah. Um, or at least his rep, his representative. Yes. Yeah. That's okay. You know, not all Santas are equal. Yeah. Well, this one was <laughs> meth. I, mean, I don't know if meth is the right way to <laughs> he go. In Mac, he was in Maxwell, Iowa. What, we, did, what did you explain? We had to explain that... that not all Santas are the same. Well, that you know, it's magic, and he's got he's right, got he's all got, these helpers he's got all yeah. over. He's got pals again. Like I, he was a nice gentleman. It's just like the NFL. the The teams can't be at every college stadium. They need scouts. This was the Santa scout, and he try and look the part. He wasn't Santa. Anywho, hold on one second. Good job out of you. All right, but yeah, well, uh, maybe we'll do that on a CW. That, that's good. Yeah, yeah, another another time. Sometime. Uh, let's start with Tom Manning and the um, Dave Andrews news from this week. And I'm not taking a victory lap here. I just I never understood where the fan base was like, well, it's never gonna. It's his buddies, you know. Yeah, man, yeah, you know, it's just, just it's his friends. He's never gonna make a change, and it's like it's not really 
There's really nothing to back that up with Matt Campbell ever. And, I mean, I don't know, Brent. Like, I just watched the man. I'm not nearly as connected to him as I used to be because he's closed himself off a lot. Matt. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I think that is just very much the nature of the beast that happens every to every coach I have ever worked with in my career. But you watch the man on the sidelines, and he didn't look like he was having a blast this year, obviously, when you're, yeah. when you're losing games. But he's such a competitive son of a gun. Like He wasn't just going to go status quo into this offseason. I don't know why people thought that. Makes the move at OC, now we wait. And the strength coach is an interesting one, too. It, it is. So let's start with, with uh, offensive coordinator. I think you know being in the state, people get and we said it a couple of podcasts ago, people get confused the Iowa State situation with the Iowa situation, which literally has the son as the offensive coordinator yeah. with multiple family members involved in the coaching staff. This is different. Now, I'm not saying, I mean, Tom Manning and, and Matt were close. Yeah, very close friends. But Matt has never shown, and we, we said it last week, he's never shown that he is going to let relationships get in the way of competitiveness and success. And he's made a lot of tough decisions in the past. This is another one. I'm sure it was. I, it, I've heard it was a brutal week up there. Like, oh, brutal. I can't even you, imagine. Like, it, I mean, I, it, it yes. just sucks. Like, this is this the part is not of the an business. enjoyable part. No. And I thought you had a good point a couple of It's like, this, nobody enjoys this, but it's part of it of you have to make these calls. And this was the time that, you know, you look back on five years from now, those key off seasons, this is one of them. I mean, there's those that that are the off seasons. You keep people. There's some that you have to. There's some that you have to make a change. This is when you had to make a change, and we'll see where Iowa State goes from here. I found it very interesting, and you noted on the premium board that Iowa State definitely made a point in the press release to name Nate Shieldhouse the interim offensive coordinator. That means something. Now, what does that mean? We'll find out. It's kind of like a. Yeah, why do you need an, things to come? Why do you need an interim offensive coordinator in the offseason? Well, so I think it's one of two things. Well, or maybe even is two it's things. It's not like you have bull prep, you know, like the, you know, Correct. that would be one thing. And they did not name an interim strength coach in the same press release. Correct. So it's two things. One, it's everybody loves Nate Shieldhouse. The yes. current players, the future players, is it's a big part of it. And anymore. We're in this space day to day. It is not only recruiting your next players, but it's keeping the guys you have. And so, the, even that public notice of "Hey, Nate's going to be around" is a big deal. It's a huge deal. Keep Nate Shieldhouse around as long as you can. And there was no question that Nate Shieldhouse will be wanted by other programs this off season. And so, does that mean he's going to be the offensive coordinator going up going forward? I don't know. I mean, it's possible. Uh, but you, you keep him around. He is a rising star. There's no question about it. And so you keep those the, those guys in the locker room. The culture's strong. Again, Nate's very well liked. And then it's also signing days in two weeks. Nate has recruited a lot of those guys. You keep them happy. Plus, you just saw Alex Golish take the uh, That's what I was USF job. You think he wouldn't call Shieldhouse? Absolutely. And he's he's been called before. Like, there's no question that Shieldhouse could have his pick of a lot of jobs. Now, I get where someone would say, well, wait a second here. He was part of the offense last year that was in the hundreds in, in offense. What's the point of you know, promoting him, quote-unquote? 
And there's more to it than that. So I think the interesting thing is, yeah, you. I think keeping Nate is important. It's what do you do with those those that spot available now? Well, how do you how do you navigate that? But the, just keep in mind that little language there meant a lot. There's a reason why that was included in the press release from my naive eyes. Uh, I want to make one point too: is Tom Manning is is now out of the picture and it. It really doesn't matter who the next OC is if they don't get a line. Sure. Or yeah. or coach them better or get better players. Yeah, absolutely. Or what, I don't I mean, know what it is. I'm not smart enough. But, like, my whole thing is that I, I hope didn't get lost this week by, you know, the excitement and, and all that stuff. But Tom Manning orchestrated, you know, really good offenses at Iowa State. Two of the best ever. Yeah. So, like, he's not an idiot. It's not. No. My whole thing is, if it's Shieldhouse or if they bring in some other guy, let's say they if 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 you can't run the ball and you can't protect a passer, there's no good plays to call. Okay. So I, I that's my whole deal. Like, I'm I'm almost as interested in what they do at the offensive line than the actual play caller. Yeah. Like, I mean, I. To, yes. to some extent, just because it's such a spot where they just have to get better. You know, that would be – that. I was just thinking about that, watching people celebrate Manning getting fired and all this stuff. And listen, I don't know. Um, I, I do think that it's time for everybody to go in a different direction. I think it would probably be better for Tom's career. You know, he's going to get a job. He will. He's not going to end up on the streets. Tom's very well respected. But again, like I was just thinking to myself – because you, you analyze all this stuff and you're in season and it's going really fast. But then I, I could sit back after the TCU game and think about it and be like, well, okay, like what? There's no great plays to call here. And <laughs> they've got to just, they, right. they have to address that before you can even think about the play calling. So that's why the strength piece comes into it. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're linked here. It's. Stansbury and I had the podcast two weeks ago. Iowa State and K-State just won the Big 12 championship. Iowa State had more first downs in the year than K-State did. But you get inside the 20-yard line, completely different. Mm -hmm. K-State, one of the best red zone teams. Iowa State, one of the worst. You could argue, well, what does that mean? I think your toughness, your execution, really makes a difference in that final 20 yards. Iowa State was able to move the ball. In fact, Iowa State had the about the same number of first downs it had all of last year with this offense. Last year's offense was a top 50 offense nationally. This one was 110th. What's the difference? Red zone and turnovers. What does that come down to? Is it play calling? Probably a little bit. But then I think it's execution, it's toughness and strength. Well, and and by Brees the way, Brees Hall. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it all play, plays together. And I think it was just a, a point where, I, just from afar, it's Matt saying, all right, you know, this worked. It absolutely worked. There's no question. 19 and 20 and 21, Iowa State's offense was above average. You could say, okay, that's the players. I agree. You just had Brock Purdy. Played great. Won a game for San Francisco. Yeah. It's going to start a game for the Niners uh, next year or next week against Tom Brady. Really cool. Brees Hall was arguably the best running back in the NFL at times. You had Charlie Kohler, who's playing in the NFL. You had Chase. You had all these guys. I understand that. Iowa State was productive, but also productive in the red zone. 
So the question is, how do you change that? What happened strength-wise from 20 to this year? How does it all fit together? And so I think it's Matt look, taking a look and saying, we need to change our philosophy. It's a philosophical. And it's a, yeah. we need to be more physical. And so, so, that, so, I, so, Chris, I don't think it means, in my opinion, I don't think you go to, let's say, uh, the coach that got let go at Tulsa, F- Phil Montgomery, who was at Baylor. I don't, think you go, I don't think you go that route. I think you keep it in the, the family. You just need more physicality. And I, I, I'm a believer in the talent they have in the line. Like, I think it's there. The smart football people I talk to all say the same thing. Yeah, I think it's that there. You can win with those I guys. I think you can. So, but I think it's paired. I think it's it's a, we weren't executing in the red zone, which ultimately comes down to the person in charge. But then also, we weren't physical enough as we were two years ago during the COVID year. I don't know what changed. I don't, I'm don't. i not in there day-to-day, but yeah. something happened because there were at times where you even heard it, it very, I mean, if you're just keep your, your ears open, during the TCU broadcast where uh, the guys that called the game, Jason Benetti and Brock Heward, they said that when they were talking to Matt during the week, Matt made a point to say it was amazing how bigger, faster, and stronger and more physical TCU got from last year to this year with the same guys. That raised my antennas immediately because they're definitely thinking about that. It's like, wait a second. Mm. What was the difference there? Strength coach. So, you know, it's funny too because I, I picked up on that. Did you, yeah. And what I, when I was watching the Big 12 championship game, I kind of paid more attention. Like, they do look good. TCU. Yeah. And so did K-State. Yeah. But TCU, like, the, I mean, they, they they look like an SEC team right. at parts. And Iowa State kicked the – I mean, they they drilled them last now year. Now, the, there is the one – so, like, the pessimist part of me would say, well, Dave Andrews worked with the defense, too. Absolutely. And I, you know? I, that's part of it. That's why it's, it's very confusing. Yeah. Because there's polar opposites here. Yeah. And if you're Dave Andrews, you're going, well, wait a second. What about yeah. those guys? I, wait, do I not get credit do I not for them? You're right. Yeah. I totally, I like, yeah. I get it. Yeah. So it's, it's, and, and we're not around it day you to know, day. But. And my, my guess is too, like, I don't know enough, but it seems like it's, it's a philosophical deal or it could be a culture type deal. I don't know, but they always tell you what's, what, here's what's fascinating to me is if you talk to really smart football people, They'll tell you that the best coach, pound-for-pound coach on your team should be the offensive line coach, okay? Which, And then they'll tell you that the most important hire you can make is your S&C coach because of the um, time that they spend with the players. Off-season. You know, that's my thing. It's like maybe, I don't know. This is where, like, it will be helpful when this is all done and Matt just has a press conference and we can ask him these because I don't know. And, like, yeah, we're speculating. And it I, is. Yeah, it's a lot. I feel like it. anything you say is just kind of unfair because I have no idea. Maybe this has nothing to do with physicality. Sure. Maybe, I, I, maybe it's be. all that. Like, I don't know. Your relationship con- conflict. I don't know, but. And Dave Andrews is very respected. And they they spoke. They they. they Credited Dave Andrews with the success in 2020. Correct. That one in Fiesta Bowl. So I don't know what happened. I don't know what changed. Uh, clearly, if if you could see the, the, I mean, the numbers are the numbers. They didn't run the ball. They weren't good in the red zone, and they turned the ball over too much. Who is to blame for that? And I think that's why Matt took his time, like we said he would yet last week, 
evaluating the whole picture, these are the first two moves. They're not the last two. Yeah, no, I think I mean, this is a big. This is a. There's a lot happening. I I think too that Iowa State probably wanted to put everything out at once, and they couldn't because, I mean that that snowball started going down the hill really fast on like Tuesday night. Yep, and it kept building, and, and then the national media picked yeah, it up. Yeah, once Thursday. the national guys get in, it's it's over from there. Okay, I think this, Crystal. Like I said last week, though, I think this is a this is healthy, right? Like I agree with you. Y- you have there's are there are points in all of our careers where you go, okay, let's have an honest assessment of where we're at, what has worked, what doesn't worked, let's fix it. And this Matt has earned the right to do this, and he had to make some tough calls this week, and it's been a brutal week up there. But this is how you grow as a program and anxious to see what's next. Is it Nate? I, I think Nate would, would, would be fine. I kind of hope that he gets the job it, it, myself. I, I, I would agree. I, I do wonder, at the very least, Nate, would. I would love to see some sort of veteran yeah, presence there I would that too. has done it you know, in a similar level before. I think Nate's a rising star. I don't think there's any question about that. But... There's 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 a fine line between continuity and new ideas. But you just and hate this to, is this is where what you're fighting right you now. You hate to lose that guy. I, and I'll, I'll follow up what I said last week. I don't think the answer is to completely change your offense here. And, and I'm I, with you. I, I don't want to see them running tempo. I like I don't. Works. I don't think it works. I mean, it, it may be, but if you're playing to your defense and you want to do the way that they've won here in the past, like I just. That's what's really hard for me. I don't. Chris. I don't think that that's the answer. The 2020 team was the best I've ever seen at Iowa State. The best. And I listen. I love the Sage Bronze. Yeah. Reggie Hayward, JJ Moses, and his Haywood team. That team at the end of two, 2020, I think, could have competed with just about anybody in the country. And it was just that physical, phys, you know, rough, run the ball. And and that was what they tried, and it didn't just didn't work this year. You so want to be Kansas mean? State, yeah. I mean, K State you know? proved yeah, K State like, did the same thing. That's what you want to be. Yeah. So it's the, the I, one drawback to that, and people get pissy, but it's harder to beat Iowa. Yeah, but that's you, you know, I, and beat them this year, and look what it got you. Nothing. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying yes, because do. Matt was doing they were yep. they were doing that well. Absolutely. <laughs> the, the, and, it, and they couldn't point. beat Iowa, and people got mad. But, and then you beat Iowa, and now you go one and but, nine or whatever. But think about it: one and eight. Early October, it's ten to nine. K State, you're driving on them. You had a field goal to win the game against the eventual Big Twelve champion, and you don't. Is there that much of a difference between K State and Iowa State no. this past year? No, there's not. Now the record says. Ten and three, yeah, to four and eight. So yeah, there is a big difference, but we saw it. So I again, I think that's if if you want the the glass half full, that's why you should be optimistic about there. It's, this well, isn't a this isn't a major rebuild. Here. That's why this season was just so frustrating because even despite the offensive woes, it's like if you have a kicker, you're definitely in a bowl game. No question. You may have won seven. May have won seven. Right, like or. It's just the 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 bad drops, the, the like Hunter just playing really well, and then he'll lose his mind on just two plays. Picks, you yeah. know, like in it, it, they're not that far. I I'm with you, and it's good. I hope that the fan base is kind of taking a step back this week too, and and, and looked back back yeah. at it the way that we have. I, I hope so too, because I think you know 
the advantage Iowa State has is the fan base and the support. And I think people are waiting to see what Matt does. Well, Matt making, made an assessment, made some moves, and I think he's earned the benefit of the doubt to keep supporting him into next year. We'll see what's next. We will. Um, I don't want to get too much into the – so the portal does open this week. Uh, Monday. And yeah. Bloom's working overdrive. <laughs> I am. I am. It'll be interesting. There will be, too. And we've kind of tried to pre- – like, I've, I thought Iowa State, I told our premium subscribers a couple of weeks ago, would lose five to ten guys. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just going to be a thing now. Yep. Like, I don't think it's – oh, your culture sucks. No, I think that you. it's going to be a couple things. One – You'll have Aishim Young every once in a while. Yep. Like, that's inevitable. Yep. Two, um, seniors who have one more year who want to play, and they know that they're not going to play a lot at Iowa State. Yep. And three, guy who is its third year in the program, and he's not even sniffing the depth chart, the and depth he chart. The, the writing is on the wall that you need to go D2. Like, those are your three types of guys. And I think the overwhelming majority of them will be – Examples two and three, two and three. Yeah, like a guy like Mason Chambers has played good football at Iowa State, but he was never going to be a starter unless right. And he wants to be a starter, and he can play at other places. So go somewhere else and play. Yep. Same with Silas. That one sucks because I like watching him. I think he's a fan favorite. Yeah. He's not playing over Norton next year or Brock. Right. Like you're a distant third. To those two guys, and they're like, going to bring I, in. They're going to try and bring in, yeah, one or two more running backs to over the top of him. So I get it. Like, man, he can go play in the Sun Belt and be a really good player. He'll be fine, yeah. Right, like so. That's the type of stuff where these guys now aren't locked into just being a reserve, which I think their, is great. I do too. I think it's great. It's, it's, it's exactly it what it's built for. Uh, those there was one surprise, and I say the one surprise last week was was MJ Anderson. <laughs> Didn't necessarily see that coming. Yeah. To go to the NFL. I had a scout tell me because I knew that he was sniffing around. He, he was. And I had a, I've actually, I have a decent little scout Rolodex now. Good. Yep. And they all kind of told me like, yeah, he needs to come back and I, have a second year like that. So I was really surprised. I thought that he would at least wait it out and get more feedback. I think that was the general uh, consensus from, from everybody. But who's to fault a kid for trying to go make a living? And he had a great year. A great year. So good for him. Give it a shot, MJ. Great kid. So, but I think everybody else was not uh, not portal driven in a negative way. I should say. Yeah. So I they're using it in the right way. Yeah. There's yeah. there's 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 ways to do it. I think this week will be interesting. I mean, Iowa State has had a bunch of guys on campus this weekend that they'd love to get. So what you're going to see now. The next week to two weeks, you'll see both. You'll see some guys leave still, hopefully not too many, but you're going to see Iowa State very active in, in the acquisition phase too, which is exciting. That's the fun part of the portal. Free agency, baby. It, it, it is. so The hot I, stove league. Hey, man, like, I'm telling you, I know I don't want to be shameless here, huh, but if you, want right. to, if you want to help the acquisition phase for Iowa State, <laughs> we will collective.com. Anything helps. Hey, it, you should tell direct, people the Amazon thing. I don't yeah, think a lot of okay, people know Okay, that's a good point. That. So, so I didn't realize this. I had a, a, a friend, lo, a, a friendly fanatic, reach out a couple of months ago. It's like, hey, have you ever looked into Amazon Smiles? Like, I've never heard of what. What are you talking about? So, Amazon Smile is the nonprofit version of Amazon. 
So if you go to smile.amazon.com, you can actually look for We Will Collective Incorporated and 0.5%, so not a big deal, but it adds up, 0.5% of every purchase you make that are eligible on Amazon can go to the collective because we are a 501c3. And so I just looked it up before I came over here, C-Dub. We've had 200 Cyclone fans already make a purchase that has gone to the collective. Awesome. Yeah. So that... Think if that, we get that, that to like 20,000. Let's get it to 20,000. I mean, 0.5% of every purchase. Yeah, I mean, it, it would add it up adds if you up. get and that and, many and, and again, like, you guys, we're not talking about, you know, Bajan Robinson at Texas getting a Lambo money here. Like, literally, a couple thousand dollars here or there could be the difference for some of these folks. So, hop on board. This is It's exciting because I think we're going to have some good times here in the next couple of weeks. We've tried to build up uh, our foundation as much as we can. Keep our guys is first and foremost, but then also have some resources to get some guys from the portal, and I think we'll be active. Let's go. What a weird time. It's a very weird time. <laughs> We're all just kind of learning on the fly. I like the people who send me recommendations on uh, Twitter. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. Uh, have you looked at this guy? This guy's Listen, a kicker at the NAIA. I... I uh, I'm part of the. I'm not the one who's making the. Yeah, call. you're not I just, the GM. I'm just, I'm just, let, let me make that clear. You're not there's the a, GM. There's a board of people that are a lot smarter than I am. Let me just put it that way. All right. Um, before we get to, let's do a little hoops here. Um, yeah, how about how about just taking the stuff out of St. John's segment? To, I I feel really terrible because I forgot to give a shout out to our friends at Whiffles Hybrids last week. How could you forget that? Well, because we were just. It is. Yeah, God. it's a lot. That it, I just they're the best. Completely dude. had a brain fart, and I feel terrible. So uh, you know, because us independent companies, we like to take care of yeah, each other. Absolutely. And yeah, uh, we're honest, and we we come up and we own it when we make a mistake. And I did, and I have really been keeping an eye on Bloom when I'm driving around now. The amount of Wiffles like signage in these fields and stuff is tremendous. Like it, I never really paid much attention to it before until. Until we Six developed, years, uh, yeah. but I really love the company uh, Wiffles Hybrids, fiercely independent since 1946. They are awesome to us, and we appreciate their sponsorship here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. What I've learned, again, my my couple months here, running a little bit of a of business, even even picking up the phone, see what opportunities are out there. If Wiffles calls you and you're a, a farmer, give it a shot. Yeah. Like, let me tell you a quick story. I had, a, I had, a, I had a, uh, an ag guy call me uh, last week and said, hey, could we get a bunch of farmers together, get some cattlemen together, mm. and what if like 30 of us each sold a cow and we gave it to the collective? I'm like- Give the dead cow to the collective well, or the they, money? The money. <laughs> I was like, I don't want your dead cow. I don't need your- I mean- but that, that, like, that wouldn't be bad. Hey, MJ Anderson, come back. We're going to give you a quarter beef. <laughs> so they get like, all no. this hamburger. So I didn't realize. Steaks. What do you think? A, what do you think a cow runs these days? I mean, fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy's like, I'll get. I, can, I got like thirty Iowa State. Guys. I mean, I'm just taking a stab. He's but like, I, so what we're going to do? I swear to God, this is the most Iowa State thing possible. This, this is, is why, freaking awesome. This is why I love Wiffles. I love Fanatic. I love what we can do. He's like. This guy is a big a big player in the cattle industry. He's like, okay, I'm rallying the troops. I'm getting my guys together. We're each going to sell a cow to the collective. And then, so this is happening, I swear to God. We are then going to sponsor. We're going to sponsor the Iowa State offense and defensive lines. 
with the cows we sell to the collective. That's amazing. I was like, yeah, let's go. Now, I it's not it. done yet, but I'm telling you, back to Wiffles, you know, Midwest company, doing it the right way, independent. We're all working together. We're all on the same team. Maybe you can, just get, like the maybe you can get some of the uh, corn farmers to donate some bushels. So we can't. That's the other part. <laughs> so dr- you, I know the, the crop from Wiffles is great. If You can give a gift to grain to the collective, too. It's a, it's a deduction. It's been done before. That's amazing. It's No, so I'm just like, I love it. Like, this is... I didn't think yeah. I get a call from a cattleman asking if they could sell me a cow. I'm I feel like, like I'm the, in. The, yeah, we got we're, the momentum's go. rolling now. We're going, but no, we're, we got love cows. We, we got, got no. we got bushels. We got all sorts. We got of all sorts of stuff. stuff. Uh, just uh, to be thank honest, you, Whistles. Just totally kicked the shit out of St. John's today. <laughs> oh like that. Thanks that for coming. A, thanks for coming from the Bronx. That was a complete and total Saint ass John's. whooping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I don't even know how else to say it. Seventy-one sixty. It wasn't that close. Um, Seventeen to two, right off the top. That was I, that was a. Pleasure. Can I point out a guy? Yeah, Caleb Grill. Yes, ten rebounds, five five steals today. Five steals today. Five oh steals goodness. today for Caleb Grill. Best plus minus on the team. Only took six shots. So for all of you people who were saying, "Why is this guy playing when he wasn't making shots?" A couple games ago, that's the type of stuff. Why he. Led the team in minutes once again today. Just wanted to point that out because he's been awesome. He How, was great today. So you you could argue. Okay, let me ask you this, C Dub. Who's been the most consistent player? I'm going to give you three. Ready? Caleb Grill, mm-hmm. Taman Lipsy, Big Rob Energy Jones, and and you would never have said before the year yeah. those would be your three most consistent guys, which is a great great sign going forward. I. Because they were all three great again today. Those guys are all pretty humble, and they'll all give Rob the credit, and he deserves a ton of credit. He's been awesome. The development that that young man has made oh, in one goodness. year is it. It is mind blowing to me. Look, what is what was his line today? Here, let me let me pull it up. He, he was, was great. He's uh, fantastic. Rob played twenty one minutes, eleven points, four rebounds, uh, three assists. Big Rob Energy. Two steals. Two steals. Did foul out. It's all right, big man. But he was a liability with the basketball oh, in his hand last didn't want year. it. Wanted no part. So happy for him. And then Taman again. Man, no Taman. turnovers. Zero turnovers against one of the best pressure teams in America. Yep, seven points, two assists, zero turnovers. Unbelievable. I mean, that was a total ass whooping. Yeah. Will that be... Uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I did zero prep for St. John's because I was so busy working on the football stuff There's for lot, our premium lot, lot subscribers. Great win, week. though. I don't care who you are. That's a great win. Is uh, is that quad two at the end of the year? Quad one, potentially? What do you? Th- how is St. John's So let's be? look it up where they are in the Ken Palms right now. They're 45. Oh, so that's quad one that's right now. That's a quad one at the moment. At the moment. Yep. Yeah. Now, they were undefeated. Very, very what we what we call in the in the business Paper Tiger. Yeah. Because they didn't really play anybody. I mean, they did, they did beat Temple, but Temple's not Temple's, great. They, they beat, beat Nebraska Villanova. by 20. Oh, well, and Nebraska geez. just beat Creighton. What the hell happened about, there? How about Freddie? Freddie Ballgate. They were a 15-point underdog they by in that 10. Game. It's crazy. Uh, in the Big East, you know, they're going to be probably in the bottom half, but it's one of those teams that may yeah. be an NCAA tournament team. Point is, you beat them. But like we talked about during the game, you yep. beat them by 10-plus. Yes. And that's that. That's a key metric-wise, metric. it, it really helps you. So 
Iowa State's up to 40 in Ken Palm. Cyclones look really, really good from an analytical standpoint. And I know North Carolina struggled this week. Connecticut loss isn't going to kill you. But uh, sets up a great opportunity in Iowa City. And either way, I think you're okay. And you want to beat those guys just because it's those guys. Yeah. But uh, Iowa State's non-conference has been a huge, huge success so far. I um, make a couple other points here on this team at least. Stansbury alluded to this in his column today. I would encourage everybody to go read it. Um, and it, I mean, I'm, I've said this before last week after being with this group, but they we throw around sports writers and stuff and fans. Oh, they don't know what their identity is. What's this team's identity? <laughs> yes, and a yes, lot of times it's, going, it's yep. like, well, what does that mean? Like, yeah, I feel like people will say that just because they've heard it before and they don't really know what that means. This team knows what its identity is. Right from the jump today, too. Yeah, yep. like th- there's no doubt about it. Like none of these guys on this team think that they're very good. <laughs> I don't mean it in that way. Like none of them think they're better than the other. We'll put it that way. No egos. Even last yep. year, like Brockington knew he was he the was best the player on the yeah, team. Yeah, he was the mofo. He knew it. Yep. Uh, it reminds me of like the new Big Twelve. Like you don't have a Texas and Oklahoma like Love it. strutting around now, and there's just I think the chemistry is a little bit better. It just seems like they're having fun. Like these guys know exactly what they are and what they are not. Most importantly, and that's what I like about the group. So today, <laughs> six turnovers for St. John's. The first eight possessions mm, mm, mm. completely set the tone. Let me give you a number, everybody. As of today, when you're listening to this podcast, Iowa State is first in the country in turnover percentage created. Thirty point three percent. What's the next? Thirty point three percent. I saw that too. Like I, what? that is insanity. And they've they're that is nuts. they turned Villanova over like twenty times like yeah with those possessions that take forever three out of every ten opponents possessions turn into a turnover their that steal is percentage is like ridiculous. top five too I it think is. is what it was it is yeah. so the point is that's not going to change like that I'm telling you that is you can recreate that every time and Iowa State literally caught I mean I'm sure St John's watched tape well we hope they watched tape. I wish it hit them with like a cross and a haymaker right off the top because they've never seen that before. And I wish they can do that to everybody. They did that to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. They did that to Connecticut. Now, Connecticut figured it out mm-hmm. and, and made, a, made a run there and, and went back at them. But Iowa State is going to be good at this, just like they were all of last year. You create turnovers, even for a bad offensive team. And I think Iowa State's a very average offensive team. That gives you points on the other end. It's how Iowa State went from the game 0-0, 5-10, and 17-2. Game's over. Like, largely, St. John's was never within 10 since then. And that's what Iowa State, the specialty is. Because you have the buy-in, because you guys you have the guys that play hard, you get up 17-2, and it's over. Game's over. Did it get 17-2? 17-2. Wow. 24-7. Man, I was at that point. There was a lot going on. I Holy was so cow. locked into wrestling at that time. And the Vikings. The Vikings were playing. I I, I really need to go back and watch that game because I had barely watched any of it. Tried to choke it away to the Jets. but Well, I on. saw they were up 20-6, to six, and then all of a sudden yes. they were only up by three, and I was like, yeah, oh, I better going, turn this what's on. What's going on here? Um, the Iowa matchup, well, I don't let's not do too much on it, but this screams to me just conflicting styles like – 
I think this is a game where it's like, how is it going to be officiated? How does that sure. impact? Like, right? Like, it's hard on the road. Yeah. The, I, I don't. I'm not crazy about the matchup. I would. I would love it in Hilton. Correct. You know, home, I, home court matters. I think. A lot here. I think if it was in Hilton, it would be a lot like last year. To be honest with you. To your point, Iowa right now is fourth in efficiency on offense, and uh, doesn't turn the ball over at all. So when you look at can Iowa State turn them over? Has to give. I mean, I will. Find and you out. know that they're going to go in there and just try and beat the crap out of them. Absolutely. Between and but then do you get do you so well, you get any muscles. How about this? There, here's your number. Ready? We're breaking news on the. Po- Let's okay. see how many folks from the register listen to this and then run a story on this. Okay. On Monday, Iowa is first in the country in lack of turnover percentage at just twelve percent of their possessions. Wow. Iowa State is first in forcing turnovers. Here we go. Okay, this will end up Randy and, and Chad and and Travis. Something has to give here. Something has to give. It's a little different when you're on the road. I agree. Right now, Ken Palm has it as a five-point Iowa favorite. I would say that's accurate, uh, just for the way they've scored the ball. And the, but they play Duke Tuesday, so that so is it's a, a quick big, turnaround. Very that, quick turnaround. That's really interesting, like because I get why they did that. Like if you get an opportunity to play, play Duke, Duke, you play Duke. Yeah, that's that's and that's on Chicago, I believe. Right? That's in Madison Square Garden. Oh, it's MSG. So they have a cross-country Oof. flight, and then play Iowa State on a Thursday. And Iowa State doesn't have anything. That's advantage Iowa State. Advantage Iowa State. Mm -hmm. But again, like I truly, truly believe this is going to be a theme this year. And this is not me bitching about refs. No. Don't take this. This is, we've seen, how many of those old West Virginia teams did we say this about? How are they going to call the game? And It's a great question. We saw that against UConn. Now, I would make the argument. Did you see the little premium thing I put in the? Yes. Okay, so this is my theory. Out in Portland, you had two games where the games changed at halftime. And it reminded me a lot of the Wisconsin game in the NCAA tournament where Iowa State got called for everything yes. in the first half. Yep. There's a reason why so people wanted, well, TJ, get a technical, fire up the crowd. He is playing a game of chicken with the referees. <laughs> Basically, like TJ tells the team, you do not react to whistles. Yep. Allow me to do that. Yep. And the reason he does that is because psychologically, he knows we're going to foul a lot. And he believes, because I think this is interesting to see what you think as an official, he believes that no official at the end of the game wants to have called twice as many fouls on one team compared to another. Oh, absolutely. You don't want to call fouls. Correct. Nope. And he believes it will come back around. And you saw it against UConn. And if Iowa State just hit some shots against UConn, it's they're right. Game. They come yeah. back within five. Yeah. They had some open looks. They couldn't make the shots. But the officials changed the way they were calling that game in the second half. So it's human nature. It, you can't call now it's, sixty fouls. In it's the game. different on a true road game. It is. And I think this team may have a harder time playing on the road this year. Well, and then we'll see. Yeah, it, but defense travels. It, so, and interestingly, just looking at the Iowa metrics here. They've been really, I mean, look, their offense is top five good, but they have they have beat up on very average defensive teams. The one team they've played in the top 25 defensively was TCU, and they lost by double digits as an eight-point favorite. Uh, the only other top 50 team defense they've played was Clemson, or was Seton Hall, and 
again, scored 83, impressive. But the point is, you get those guys in a physical game, and Iowa under Fran McCaffrey largely tends to fold up. So, to your point, what's the officiating like? If you get them in a scrum, I like Iowa State's chances to out-physical Iowa. But if Chris Murray's able to get comfortable and Sanford's able to get comfortable and all these guys are able to get comfortable at home, I, I do think Iowa's more skilled. No to, doubt. To put the ball in the basket. But you make it a rugby match, I think Iowa State's got a chance there. In fact, if I'm looking at this, I'm saying, look, look like the one game Iowa has faced a legitimate defensive team is TCU. And they only scored 66. I like that as Iowa State. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot because they don't guard. Like they are, they are not a great defensive team. So you can probably find some easy layups. Can you get the game in the high 60s, low 70s on Thursday? If so, I think Iowa State can win there. It's not a great home court. No. It be a lot Hawkeye. of Iowa State fans. Be a lot there. of Iowa State fans. They're going to be motivated. You've got Iowa coming off that weird road trip. Let's see how they do against Duke. Honestly, if they beat Duke, Maybe better for Iowa State here. Like you might want root for Iowa, as weird as that is against Duke. Well, actually, I mean, just from the a, ego a little bit. Well, not even that, but just the pure analytic standpoint, you do want them to beat Duke. Absolutely, yeah. Win or lose. Yep. I mean, like from what I understand, you're supposed to root for everybody. So we Great should root point. for root St. For, John's the rest <laughs> of the year. I'd say, fair enough. And listen, I think. I think Tony Perkins is a really good player. I think Chris Murray is a really good player. I love Perkins, by the way. I just, I, I just don't, think that he's, I think he's a step up from what they've been. I think he is too, but I just, I, I look at Iowa and I go, okay, like let's see it against high level power five game after game. And they've had a couple of games. Listen, they, they struggled against Clemson. They won the game. They beat Seton Hall by a lot. Great. Seton Hall struggled. They, they lost to TCU, but. And it's, you know, Carver Hawkeye's a different beast, but I, I can't wait for that game. I think that's going to be really fun. And you know, TJ, oh, he wants to beat those guys. Oh, There's no love lost between I'm TJ and I'm not even going to try and talk to him. Yeah. This I mean, this is a big week for those. I mean, oh, those two guys go way back. It, like, and this goes back to the recruiting during the Hoiberg there's era. A lot, and, and, like, and, and honestly, I've won most of the battles recently in recruiting. And there's a couple guys that are in on the same guys right now. It's a big game. Yeah. It's a big game. No, so. it, it I, really is. And then the one on Wednesday night is going to be just as juiced. Oh, my goodness. The women's the game. The women's like game would be insane. Yeah, I I genuinely think Iowa State's better than them. I, I, I'm not – I understand Caitlin Clark, and she's a phenom, and, like, I just think top to bottom, Iowa State's a better team. We'll see. I agree. Getting you're over there. Yeah, and, and so they've, it, they haven't won over there much lately. Did they win over – no, they, nope. they – that was all. That was – a. Tough one, a couple years. A couple ago. years, yeah. They've they've had some games over there recently <laughs> that have just been. I've called most you of those have games. Called a bunch of them, and it's just they're all heartbreaking. They're down on the wire. Uh, the one one Carlton gal, had him beat. One gal for Iowa, uh, nineteen. I want to say hit a buzzer beater. It was Ashley yeah, Jones' freshman year. Eighteen. Ashley went like zero for eleven from the floor. Yep. yep. Yeah. Carlton in a big game. Alexa Middleton. Yeah. And it's, then they blew that big lead. Yeah, like, I mean, there's just been – they've had tough luck over there, and they just haven't been able to get over that I, hump. These two I, – I was just talking to somebody last week. This may be the two of the more interesting Cyhawk combos we've had. I think the, the women's game – now, listen, the men's game will be a top 25 matchup. Potentially, I was going to get in to the top 25. Tomorrow. I hope they do. I hope they do, too. Yeah. I think they might. Uh but the, the women's game may be as high profile as that has ever been. 
Now, Iowa's I would, lost a couple of games, yeah, but they still I, have Caitlin Clark. I wish that they were all both undefeated I, in the top five, man. That would have been awesome. And I, I will, I would say it'll be ready. Emily Ryan, Lexi Donarski have heard a lot about uh, yeah, the other side of the state for a while. Ashley ready. Jones has heard a lot about the other side of the state for a while. Yeah, I, I can't, man. I know we won't be there, but we're gonna be. Uh, we're gonna be, we're gonna be locked Vegas. in. We're gonna be locked in. We're just gonna be. Man, it's I'm, four o'clock out there when we watch that game. I know. How fun's that gonna be? <sighs> I can't wait. Let's go. We're going to be out in Vegas for Iowa everywhere doing shows and bringing you guys content from our friends at Circa all week long. So, uh, well, not all week long. I'm going out Tuesday. Bloom's coming out on Wednesday. It'll be a fun time. Hassel and I are doing our show on Thursday live from the stadium swim. What what time do I have to get up for that? You're doing like... Uh, 5 a.m. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, we're doing it in the middle of the afternoon. Okay, good. Okay, good. I'll send you the schedule tomorrow. <laughs> okay, uh, shout out to our friends at Gravitate Coworking. Uh, love these guys. Jeff Wood is my main man. GravitateCoworking.com. Give yourself a Christmas present. Get out of your damn house. Right? I need to get out of my house today. You came over for a little bit. Holy cow. Yeah, happy birthday to Theo. Yeah, three, my three-year-old had a birthday. Happy birthday to Theo. Thank it was you. a great party that you guys... Why <laughs> would you throw the party I during did, wrestling? I had a horrible... And the St. John's game. Why would you yeah. do that? My wife's like, what about the 4th? It's his birthday. I'm like, oh, sure. I didn't check the basketball or the wrestling schedule. And so I've got, really got the triple the triple screens going. Yeah, and I'm getting... Chris, what do you... So, let, let, hey, it's... What are we? 50 minutes in the podcast? Yeah, yeah. My wife's not listening anymore. I want everyone's advice here. My I'll give you advice. Okay, my three-year-old is opening gifts. Yep. It's the final match of the wrestling match. So we're down to the... Yeah, we're going down to the wire. It's yeah, 15 so it's, to 15. It's, right. And Iowa State's, you know, kicking There's been St. like John's four fights it. already. Right. Like, yeah. we're kissing. We're like, yeah. yeah. It was great. Like, great entertainment. Yeah. I'm locked. And by the way, the Vikings are going down like oh, the goal line. Geez, we had a, it was wild. It was stressful. It was a really and crazy I've got, hour. I, and I got the basketball game on my iPad. So I am not, unfortunately, to my three year old, I'm not paying attention to the eighth truck he has opened. <laughs> <laughs> right. And my wife gives me the look of. This is your son's birthday. Pay attention. Yeah. Well, what do you do? Like Chris, I was, but I'm like, I'm Chris, like, but listen, like, Crystal needs to chill the hell but out. But it's fifteen, fifteen, yeah. and we're gonna beat Iowa for the first time in eighteen years. Yeah. No, she needs to chill out. That's not on. I you. felt, I felt, this is on I her. felt like, am I being a bad parent? No, here? this is on her. She. But I got a, like, I got the look. Like you've, you've seen the look. I've like, seen that look. Like, yeah. like, hey, are I, you going to... I actually prefer to keep my distance from your wife are, when she's like that. Are you going to be a parent here? That's the look. It was like, right. are you... It was, it was the eyes of saying, are you going to be a parent here? Or are you going to yeah. watch the game? And it's a tough thing to say because no. I've used this I, before. I just think that you... I, I'm going to put this on you. Okay. Because you agreed to let that the I party did. That no, day. that's... That is... Ops, I so it's on agree. you. This is your fault. So here's my other problem. I used this the other day and it did not go over well. Again, this is therapy session. So I, I thank you all for listening. I'm watching. Uh, it was the North Carolina game. You're calling it out there. My 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 four year old and two year old at the time. Now he's three. We're going nuts in the basement. And 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 my lovely wife Crystal says, "Hey, can you can you go talk to them? They're being obnoxious." And I said, "No, I'm working here. I'm watching the North Carolina game." Well, that that didn't go over well. Yeah, you're working. I mean, technically, I'm paying yeah. the players. <laughs> you're the bag man. <laughs> so, so isn't that work? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I need, to, I need to judge. You need to know who's being productive and right. who's not. 
is Robert Jones <laughs> is he, worthy? Is he getting this right? Didn't go over well. Anywho, we're all good. She's coming hey, to Vegas with me. Everybody I want to tell you about a... Um, <laughs> You can get a Christmas bundle from Farm yeah, Story Maybe that'll Meats. make up my uh, my lack of... This, this phenomenon. Yeah. Okay, let's go. So you get... This is a Christmas bundle. Two filet mignons. Ooh. Two New York strip steaks. One pound of sugar maple bacon. You get two uh, center-cut pork chops. And then you get some ground beef. Oh my goodness, I mean, that's that's. Uh, and you put that in a soup, a little chili. That is the classy Christmas bundle from our friends at FarmStoryMeats.com. They've got Christmas hams, the holiday ham. I'm gonna get me one of them. I'm gonna do the. I'm gonna smoke the ham. You can get summer sausage from them. FarmStoryMeats.com from great producers here in the state of Iowa. Right to your front door. Great story, too. Phenomenal. If you're going to tell, like, you're going to have a Christmas party, tell the yeah. story. Um. Okay, yeah, so we touched on wrestling. Uh, hell of a duel. Oh, my goodness. It's just great that dressers got them back there. Where they I can... thought they were going to fight. Yeah, you know, Carr was, not getting was... the bonus points was, yeah, was killer. Like, that. that's what it came down to. I mean, yeah, I thought Kevin's press conference point. was perfect. Yep. Like, they, Iowa got, you know, majors... In, in three matches, and we didn't get difference. any. That was the difference. I mean, each each team won five matches, right? So you're right there with them. Bodes well. The rest, the freshmen are insane. Like they're they're going to be really really good, really fun to watch. Um, TCU to the playoff for the Big Twelve. Great. I don't even know the rest of the, but that's that's a good thing for the new Big Twelve. No question that they not only that, but they stayed as the three seed, which I liked. I was glad that they so it really didn't matter. And you know, you hope you with the spread is nine with Michigan. I would take TCU. I think all I would too. I, I hope I hope it's within a touchdown. Like I think it's I mean, weird to say Hell Purdue played with Michigan yeah, for a long time. Uh, Tell just, me TCU can't. And how I mean Max Duggan better should he win the Heisman? I can't say who I I'm th- voting uh, for. Yeah, I know, I know you but, can't, but I, I he proved that was a... I left that game thinking, one, it was incredible. It was an incredible game. I can't wait to see the ratings on that bad boy. So happy for the Big 12 that they had that showcase, but happy for Duggan, too. Like, I mean, God, he was great. It's a great story. If they win that game, oh, it's an all timer. Yeah, if they win that game, his his fourth, that that drive at the end, oh, of the, it's like a Kurt Schilling bloody yeah, sock. Yes. Like it's, yes. The guy couldn't breathe. Yeah. And he's, he's like not, hyperventilating. And he's not, line. and he's not one to like God, over exaggerate. He's not LeBron here. I just love the guy. That I love great. the kid. I, he's, he's a neat kid. He, it's, he's overcome the heart thing. Like there's so much about him that is just freaking really awesome. Cool. I, I'm a TCU fan for, Oh yeah, point, for sure. I am too. I hope they, I hope. In fact, you know what I thought? I thought, I think I'm going to buy a Duggan jersey to hang up in the Cyclone Fanatic man cave that we're building in Ankeny and frame that thing. He was, so he was down to Iowa State and TCU about, right? Yeah, I'll tell you what happened. Yeah, let's let's give the the scoop. I think he would have gone to Iowa State, honestly. That's a bummer. And, well, he had blown out his knee. Do you remember he blew out his Mm -hmm. knee his junior year? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... It, right. He went from being like a top-end guy to like a higher-end guy, but not a top-end guy. Yep, that's right. And 
he was taking a long time with his decision. And Iowa State needed a quarterback. And you got to December, and there was this kid down in Arizona who wanted to commit to Iowa State over Alabama. And Iowa State says to Duggan, hey, what's going on? Max not ready to make a decision yet. You take Brock Purdy. They did not pull Max's offer, but of course he's not going to go there when you have after yeah. Brock commits like that, and that's how he ends up in TCU. So his dad Jim, when we were in doing St. Albert games, yep, back in the day, he was this elite coach who won all these state championships here in Iowa, and he got a job at like a five A school down in Texas. Moves down there, that's gets right. to know Gary Patterson, sends his boy down there to play for the Horn Frogs. So that's how that all played out. So it really, it's like, okay, if you want Max Duggan, then you're giving up Brock Purdy's career yeah, at Iowa State. And maybe maybe Max, Dupl- I have no idea, but it, it's kind of a deal where, where everybody wants. It's interesting to me. If you look back at the history, uh, one of Matt's and Iowa State's first scholarship offers when he got the job was to Duggan. He was obsessed with him. Because he was, I think he was a freshman or a sophomore at the I time. I mean, Max, so. I bet Max went to like five or six Iowa it State games. So, which is, I mean, it's cool. I mean, anybody that your 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 buddy uh, works for Lewis Central, Jess, Jess, yeah. Everyone I know that knows Lewis yeah. Central, and so speaks, Jess worked yeah, for Max's dad. Speaks highly of Max. And yeah. I'm so I'm happy for him. I'm 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 Team Duggan and TCU going in the playoff. I hope they do well. I it only helps the Big Twelve going forward. I do think it makes the Heisman worth paying attention to now. I yeah, thought it's, that it's, it was Caleb Williams. Yeah, but he struggled. And yeah, Duggan, I mean, Duggan he was had hurt. his moment. I, I thought that Williams had a couple moments where it was like, man, like, I don't know if Doug, I, I don't think Williams went out and lost it, but I'm not sure that Duggan didn't go out and win it. It would be one of those things. And you, and don't underestimate the East Coast bias thing here, too, because, I mean, there's not as many people watch USC. Yeah, but who would, who, who, else, like, they're not going to vote for. I mean, Corum's out. Yeah, uh, I'm just trying to think of the uh, the, the, the Tennessee crowd. kids not going to win. Right, Hooker. I mean, I, I thought he would win it for the longest nope, time. He's not. So it's, it's, it's or those Williams. two. It's those yeah. two. I, I would say it's like I, I would I would put Williams at like minus two hundred favorite. Much? And okay. Duggan, Duggan probably. Like, uh, go Max for Iowa. Iowa's sake. I'm Team Max Duggan. Let's go. Figure Absolutely. It. We're going let's for him. Go, let's go, man. All right. Uh, fun show. We, again, we're going to have a corner three coming up this week. And that will be so you guys can listen to that to get we, you prepped can, for Iowa City. We'll recap Vegas next week. We're going to recap Vegas. <laughs> My God. Look out. I get back late Friday night. Bloom, you get back Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Cyhawk. Yeah, we got Cyhawk, and then it's going to be another long week of coaching stuff, We're I have think. some stuff. Hey, the portal uh, opens Monday. The Communist Christmas Orchestra <laughs> taking you out. Peace. Peace.